0: Welcome to Studscast, it is Friday, but it's December the 24th, 2021, the day before Christmas. Christmas Eve, come on Roo. So, we've made it this far, Mm -hmm. I don't know if you can hear, but uh... A little bit of rain falling. It's 8:13 a.m. and uh, come on, Roo. Let <whistles> to be quiet because uh, the village is sleeping. Nobody's awake. Well, there was one person. Come on, Roo. <whistles> come on. There had one man. Standing on his terrace, I couldn't see him because it's still dark, but I heard a voice, come on, Ru. this way, I heard a voice of a man on a business call, of all things, at eight-ish in the morning on Christmas Eve, <laughs> and it made me think, there's got to be a day when you can put that down. Ah, you hear the birds are just beginning to, oh, lovely. Birds just beginning to stir. Yeah, there's got to be a day in the year when, or two days in the year perhaps, when you can put that down and uh, focus on something else. But I guess, I guess I'm just not motivated enough to give everything to business. So many other things. Anyway. Thank you for joining us today on this auspicious day. And uh, well, we'll see what this this uh, next couple of days brings, but I'm full of hope. Despite the weather. The weather has definitely broken. We've had two, three days of rain. But you know, it hasn't really mattered because you, know, you get so much sunshine and good weather that you don't mind a bit of bad rain, a bit of bad weather and rain. Oh, wait a minute. Oh. Sorry, I got slightly distracted there. We had uh, I just met up with one of our friends who's got the dog that Rini really had a little vacation with, so I had to quickly put him on his lead. They can take you off now, Ru. Right. Okay, there we go. God, I'm glad I brought your leader. I had to go back for it. Yeah, so uh it's just getting a little bit lighter now. It has been awfully dark, but it's getting lighter whilst I've been talking to you. Anyway, thanks for joining and uh here we go on our Christmas Eve podcast. Right, well it's it's kinda of drizzly and a bit damp. But we don't let that put us off do we really? No no. Look at these tails up He's looking very happy. So the 24th of December is an auspicious day for obvious reasons. Christian world and uh, yeah well I mean we we have things to uh, do today don't we Runes yes we have been recruited or at least I have can't take you Runes because that would give the game away recruited to be Father Christmas at a children's party so <laughs> Six o'clock tonight. Come on, Ru. I'm going to be donning the red suit and a white beard, and uh, <laughs> hopefully livening up and bringing a bit of cheer to all the kids at the party in the house next door. The little Ruds. <laughs> I, you know, I heard um, something recently. Hello Lenny, hello Lenny, yes yes, oh yes yes, happy Christmas Lenny, Um, yeah I heard something which rings true to me about a man's life in Christmas and it goes like this, at the beginning of a man's life you believe in Father Christmas Oh, and I still do, by the way. And then you become Father Christmas. And finally, you look like Father Christmas. (laughs) So, I think I might be the last two at the same time tonight. (laughs) Anyway, unlike me, but I, I put some thought into this. I even, it's very unlikely, I even wrote myself a little script. <laughs> Just to try and make sure I don't mess it up, because it's quite important. I mean, you know, I, I can remember, um, my first ever infant school. It was in Worley. Actually, it wasn't my infant school, but there was an infant school in Warley where we lived. And uh, going to a children's party and uh, being absolutely captivated by the visit of Father Christmas and being completely convinced that that was him. So, big boots to fill as it were, figuratively and literally, because the suit that uh, I'm being lent, I think belongs to Carl. Come on Roo, our next door neighbor, who's, I don't know how tall he is, six foot two or something, big guy. So that'll be interesting. Come on Roo, Roo. they hot now, believe it or not. Whoop, blackbirds, Roo. Just hang back for so long. Rooney! Rooney, come on! I don't have to put you on a lead, come on! That's it, good boy! Ah. So, uh, yeah, we have some work to do, don't we, today, Roo? Yeah, it's not all play and eating and drinking. No, we're gonna have to bring some fun to the kids <laughs> I hope it goes well. I've got quite quite a bit of fun planned actually. yeah a bit of singing and dancing and present giving <laughs> teasing the parents <laughs> so <are> we'll be doing <laughs> they have no idea. God I hope it doesn't go wrong. anyway I'll tell you about it t- tomorrow or whenever we next podcast or starts cast. How it goes, it might be a disaster. So, we have that to do. Oh, gosh, it's getting light now and uh, much, much nicer. Yeah, so we've got our little angel in the house, Maya. Oh, I-, I don't know what Christmas would be like without any of your children. It's tough not having the boys with us, although, we did have a Video chat with Harry last night, which was lovely. He's turning into be a fabulous cook. Roo, this side. Come on. Fabulous cook. Um, he's buying really sort of expensive. Wait, stay here, Roo, stay here. Wait. Really expensive uh, sides of beef and things. And uh, really doing some fabulous cooking. It must be something that's been passed on through the genes. <laughs> he's great though. I don't know how his Christmas is going to go. I hope it goes well. He, he, he wouldn't tell us what, what he's got planned. So I suspect uh, not all is well with him and Ty. But uh, I don't know. They've been having a sort of rocky time the last few months. Let's hope it just goes alright. And Tommy our other son, is flying tomorrow on Christmas Day all the way from the west coast of America to the east coast to see his friends in Westport. Uh, I kind of understand, I, I, that's, I think that's going to be good fun. So they're not going to be with us, but Maya is, and how rewarding she is. She would rather, not, no she wouldn't rather, I think she would rather have Josh her boyfriend with us in Spain as well, so that we could have a fun Christmas together. We had a great summer together, it would be nice, but that's not going to be so, uh, and anyway he's got uh, a lovely Christmas planned with his family and uh, relatives uh, up in Manchester, so he arrived last night, so hopefully that'll be good. So, now today, well it's an auspicious day as I just said, because it's Christmas Eve. Um, But it's also an important day for me, personally. I'm 59 years old now, but when I was 47 years old, 12 years ago, I woke up on Christmas morning, uh, on Christmas Eve morning a telephone call from the UK to tell me that uh, my dad had passed away. Yeah, Christmas Eve, 2009. What a day to go! In a way, it's a good day to go because he was quite religious. My dad, and uh, there's no way I'm going to ever forget that. Come on, Ruth. And uh, so it's strange. Wait a minute, Carl. Yeah, so Ruins, we're getting on for more than a decade without Grandpa. he Well, you went around when he died. But, uh, it was a tough one. Come on. Anyway, we won't go into that. But suffice it to say that uh, Christmas Eve had a special meaning to me more than just being Christmas Eve and the day that Jesus was born. Anyway, so I, I was thinking about Christmas and listening to a podcast on the BBC. You might have listened to some of them. I think they're called You're Dead to Me or whatever. It's a sort of a history podcast where they take a theme and they'll deal with that theme and they'll get a comedian and a historian and a host just to talk about that theme. And uh, so the theme they chose was medieval Christmas. (laughs) The comedian they got was Miles Jupp, who I, I really like. (laughs) I I really liked it when uh, he hosted the news quiz on radio four, but uh, he doesn't do that anymore. But they were just talking about what Christmas was like in the uh, uh, medieval times in England. Very interesting, actually. They had kinds of fun. <laughs> they used to have a appoint somebody the uh, the Lord of Misrule, <laughs> which was a a position that you filled for the 12 days of Christmas, which was you were supposed to be sort of like do everything. Badly or wrong <laughs> as the Lord you know all, all kinds of disastrous things to happen <laughs> it would be quite funny in those days but I think the key point the key takeaway for me from listening to that was that there really were 12 days of Christmas the whole celebration lasted 12 days long and uh, and I think I think the difference now is that Yes, I mean we do have this sort of period where we have Christmas to New Year but really it's all about Christmas, the day of and the big meal and the get-together and it puts so much pressure on Christmas Day and then, you know, well, not literally but almost figuratively, the Christmas tree gets put out into dump and Christmas is done and dusted and everybody goes out and boxing does does their sort of post Christmas shopping it's over you know unless you have a really good time on that one day then it's kind of you know you don't get another chance <clears throat> that's not the case or was not the case in medieval times you really did have the 12 days of Christmas you know I can't remember <clears throat> what they all were but, you know, you had, uh, was it, uh, St. Nicholas' Day, obviously, St. Withens, um, and all these days to have feasts and celebrate and You know, you see, you really could relax and, you know, get yourself into the right frame of mind. And, uh, well, my experience, I mean, I, I may not be representative, but my experience of over the last sort of lifetime <laughs> has been not that. <clears throat> it's been about the one day you need to pack that away and then uh, do other things so New Year's Eve is often you know, a big celebration but <clears throat> that's almost uh, nothing to do with Christmas oh gosh it's clearing you know, they have got this sort of moody moody sky I think it's going to rain again today but around the big mountain the Concha got like a necklace of cloud and the the absolute summit is obscured and in the sort of in the valleys and gullies that you know come down the side of the mountain like like cracks in an old man's face or lines in an old man's face each of those kind of lines down is kind of filled with White cloud, white wispy cloud, interesting. (laughs) Perhaps it looks like a face that's been shaving with some shaving foam and hasn't quite cleared away all all the shaving foam. (laughs) Ridiculous analogy (laughs) or comparison, (laughs) but it does look special. And it's very still, there's no real noise, no construction going on, I don't think. It might be working today, but it might be too early. It just got light. It's gorgeous. So, yeah, I, I, I can't help but, but mix in a little bit of melancholy into Christmas Eve. I'm sorry about it. I don't mean to be sort of in any way sort of a buzzkill or anything like that. But I can't help but mix in just a little tinge of melancholy been 12 years without my dad, and six years without my mum. Actually, so I am, I suppose, officially an orphan. And uh, you know, that's that's an interesting and it's a tough situation to be in because, you know, we're all kids, really. <clears throat> and uh, uh, I think when you your parents are still alive you always have something of a safety net <laughs> something of, some, something to fall back on even if they get Ooh, i don't want to talk about uh, you know the the problems of old age when you might yes stare dementia in the face <laughs> well let's hope that doesn't happen <laughs> but some of you might be Dealing with a parent who, who is suffering from a little bit of that. Well, you know, try and understand all the years that they gave you when they didn't have that problem and give them a break. I and mean, if you get, get a chance, you know, try and make this a good Christmas for them. And my, my uncle, who's old, is, was older, he's still alive, but my dad isn't, but older than my dad. He's still alive, 90 years old I think he is, and uh, I got a letter from um, the people, he's in a care home, I got a letter on my birthday actually, I chuffed, because I always write Uncle John two or three times a year with a good long newsy letter, let him know what's going on. He's too old now to reply, he always used to reply. (laughs) I've got a file full of letters from him, And. We used to get along. We do get along, but I haven't seen him for years because of COVID and God knows what. But anyway, I got a letter from the people who care for him saying that uh, he was well and uh, considering his limitations, he's doing fine. Um, Can't get around too much. I think he's got a very arthritic hip and they won't operate now. Obviously, it's too, uh, too late anyway but what they did say and he's always been you know there with all his marbles but i did get you know the news that uh, his short-term memory is going so apparently he likes to reminisce about things that happened in the past but he's not too good on what's happened more recently so and i think that's going to happen to many many of us as we get older and uh You look at other people who are suffering from, you know, Alzheimer's and dementia or whatever it is and uh, you can't, I think, don't really understand or you think it'll never happen to you but, you know, that's not the way. So yeah, so I think about that. And um, I also think about, uh, you know, people who don't have parents. it's it's really tough I had a boss once who uh, funny enough we we didn't get on I'm not quite sure why well she didn't like me Um, anyway we won't go into all that but she said something once which uh, stopped me in my tracks she said you're never really an adult until you lose both your parents and I thought that's a very crooked way to look at life. I don't agree, but I know, I, I get where she's coming from, I, I, think, I think her point, and, and I'm not sure I agree at all, that it's, you're not an adult, because you can be an adult and have a very you know, healthy parent. But I think her point is that safety net, that somebody loves you unconditionally, is out there. And uh, when they've gone, you might have siblings, so you can hold on to them. If you don't have siblings, it's really just down to you and how you've been as a human being and who you've made friends with, and who's out there for you. So, yeah, I suppose if she meant that by it, then fair enough. And your siblings, oh God, you know, your siblings are your best link to your own past and too often, this is really sounding melancholic today, i sorry, but too often siblings don't get on with each other. What a waste of a tremendous opportunity. I mean, I, I think it's the same even with me. I mean, I have one sibling, my older brother, Peter, who I love. Uh, but he's a tough one, you know, I've been wanting to sort of catch up with him over the, this the this sort of holiday period. And he doesn't, you know, <laughs> he doesn't answer. He's got WhatsApp and all that sort of stuff, but you know, if he doesn't want to speak, he just won't answer. <clears throat> In fact, I tried to call him yesterday the day before and I heard him pick it up and just put it straight down. <laughs> anyway, And you know how you get the two blue ticks when you uh, send a message to somebody? Well, send them a message or two and get the two blue ticks. You know they've read it, but no reply. Anyway, that's not actually bugging me that much because I'm I'm fine with that. But all I'm saying is, you know, uh, your siblings are not your enemies. They may act like it, or they may, you know, be able to irritate you more than anybody else, purely because. You're less afraid to show your true emotions to people that you've grown up with. Anyway, I say it because my two boys are, are not they're not getting on at the moment. It, it, it's a shame. It's a real shame. And uh, I really hope that that will soon change. Well, we'll see. You can't force issues. You can just guide and and hopefully in time things will change. But anyway, enough of that. Enough of that. <clears throat> of course, Rooney. He doesn't have any siblings or a mum and dad. But what he has done he has made himself the centre of affection. He's <laughs> our family. Oh my absolutely adores. We all adore you in. He's such a good boy. And he has been allowed, much against my advice. Oh no, there are some people doing some construction. They're working, working hard these guys. But yeah. He has been allowed, against my uh, better judgment, to sleep on Maya's bed. <laughs> well, I haven't got the hard turn to get off because he looks like he's so comfortable and happy when he's lying on her bed. And so she, so we'll let it be, won't we, Rose? We will let that one go. <sighs> and it's been quite cozy because the um, weather outside yesterday was frightful, as the song goes. And uh, <clears throat> that doesn't matter because we lit the fire and uh, just settled in, indoors. Very cosy. Had a fabulous meal last night. Just the three of us. Oh, good. In fact, the night before, <clears throat> we stayed in two. When we had Barry and Chrissy over for dinner I made a cottage pie which, oh I'm so disappointed. I made a cottage pie in advance because I thought we were going to go carol singing uh, down at the local bar. Come on (whistles) Runes, come on. But it was chucking it down so hard that none of us felt like going carol singing so they just came straight to our house and I'd made the cottage pie in advance so I was just going to leave it in the oven to get nice and hot. Um, after we were carousing, and then come back. Nothing to worry about the cottage pie, you know, easy. And uh, as we didn't go carousing, I put put the cottage pie in the oven a bit too late. And our oven's temperamental, doesn't really get to temperature accurately or easily. <clears throat> so finally, after about 40 minutes of trying to preheat this thing, I, I put the grill on and sort of thought, well, burn it. Let me heat it from the top on the table and it was cold you know the, the meat underneath the protector was cold not cold but lukewarm very disappointing <clears throat> of course everybody's is totally polite no it's fine fine no it's not cold at all <laughs> I knew damn well it was <sighs> ah, well <sighs> yeah so we haven't got I mean as I've said we've got the kids Christmas well I've got the kids Christmas party tonight and then we'll just have our traditional Christina always makes schnitzel on Christmas Eve on Christmas Day. Hello, Lenny. Yes. All right. All right. Oh, Lenny, really? Um, yeah. Uh, Christmas Day, Christina is already marinating a duck that we've ordered from Liam, the English butcher. Um, and it's going to be made sort of Indonesian style. Oh, It's really delicious. I mean, we haven't had it for a few years, but uh, that's something we often have on Christmas Day. Looking forward to it. God, I hope the oven doesn't play up. You've got to slow cook it for oh, six or seven hours, so we'll probably slow cook it for eight or nine hours. Probably means we have got to put it in the oven at 6am or something. Anyway, looking forward to that. So that takes us to... 26th. I don't think we've really got any big plans. On the 28th there's quite a few families getting together Um, and we're all doing like from each household an Indian dish each. I think we've been detailed to do the dal, which uh, Christine's going to do, so that'll be fun. Ah, it's quite light now, and then we were going to try and fit in a, uh, a sort of cocktail party at some point but with Omicron it's difficult and sort of risky you know nobody wants to get uh, Covid especially over holidays and uh, that's really the predominant news item at the moment so you know it's really the same as last Christmas so many people are getting it and uh, I think it's emerging that it's a very, very infectious strain of, uh, of this virus, but not quite as damaging as uh, they had feared, which is good. So you might get it, but you're not gonna die of it, especially if you've had, well, if you've had three jabs, I, we haven't, we've only had two. So let's just keep our fingers crossed must admit I was out shopping yesterday doing the last bit of Christmas shopping and uh, I was in the supermarket and you know how everybody has to wear masks in, in Spain now you've got to wear your mask all the time out in the street, indoors, restaurants, everything and uh, the poor guy I went to the self-checkout area and there's always like somebody supervising in case you need help and uh, the poor guy that was supervising there he was streaming. His nose was streaming. Just, of course, because he had to wear a mask. He had to keep pulling his mask down and blowing his nose. He must have done it <clears throat> in, the, in the sort of five minutes that I was there queuing and checking out. He must have blown his nose about 25 times. Oh, <sighs> I'm a bit of a germaphobe, so I was trying to keep my distance as best I could. Anyway, just hope. There's nothing you can do. I mean, you just have to hope that uh, you don't get it. No. Um, wait, rent, rent. I think we're going to have to uh, make sure this car goes past. Oh no, she's going the other way. That's right. <clears throat> yeah. So I, I, I apologise. I feel like I have not been full of Christmas cheer for this Christmas Eve starts cast. Well, you know, I do think that everybody should have a very, very happy Christmas Eve. And I do believe in Father Christmas. <laughs> How's that? How's that so? I hear you ask when you know you're going to dress up as Father Christmas. <clears throat> well, that's not the point. Just because I'm dressing up as Father Christmas doesn't mean to say there isn't a real Father Christmas. Oh yes, there is. Oh yes, there is. You just have to believe. And that's all there is to it. Yeah, none of this, you know, I don't believe in Father Christmas nonsense. No, don't say that. You believe in Father Christmas, and you'll have a good one. So, as we near the home straight, runes. Shall we go into the final stage? Hey Rooney, <laughs> Yes, all right, we'll go into the home stretch. So, as we walk towards home, Rooney, What would be an appropriate way to end this podcast on Christmas Eve? Well, first of all, look at these three cats sitting there soaking wet. But first of all, thank you for listening. Especially if you've listened to a few of these podcasts. It's not the end of the year yet, but it is, you know, the end of a cycle. I think I've done 104, this will be my 105th podcast this year God bless if you listened to many of them <clears throat> but uh, anyway thank you and I wish you a very very happy Christmas and I hope all your hopes and dreams come true okay so what we'll do runes come on Roons. no, no no, come away from the cat food, Rooney, no such a sport, sport, he says. Come on. All right, so uh, we'll end with a Christmas poem. I'll paraphrase a Christmas poem for you. I won't do it all because it's a long one. Come on, we'll just do a few verses. Come on, Come on. All right. It was the night before Christmas and all through the house not a creature was stirring, not even a mouse but up on the roof, I heard such a clatter. I jumped out of my bed to see what was the matter. And what to my wondering eyes should appear but a miniature sleigh and eight tiny reindeer. <laughs> so there you are a Christmas poem. Alright, so. Have a very, very Merry Christmas, and we'll talk again soon.